I could remember the theme song to Godzilla, I would do it. Psychologically tall. I'm talking about ethics. You you packaged it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox and now sell it. You're gonna sell it. Well, the same. <laughs> I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. They'll soon be back and in greater numbers. Any friend of Olive's is a friend of our daughter. I am really close on this one. Really, really close. Let's watch my favorite part again. Shall we? Hello, friends, and welcome. I'm Daniel. And I'm Amanda. And this is Scenes from a Marriage, a movie podcast in which we, as a married couple, watch movies together and discuss them, giving our unique perspectives. Unique New York. Ribs. I had ribs for lunch. That's why I'm doing this. <laughs> what did you say this podcast is called? Scenes from a Marriage. Ooh, clever. Get it? S-E-E-N? Yes. Oh, uh, wait, scenes, because we are watching a TV, I mean, a movie, movies. Uh, right, because, well, so scenes with a, with an SC is the title of an Ingmar Bergman series. Scenes from a marriage is actually what it's called. Right. So I'm doing it, uh, on a, I'm doing a twist on it, right? Scenes, like things that we've seen together, you know? Yeah. That That's, that's the title. Okay. Cool. That's the podcast. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. So I would say something like, again, we watch movies together, we discuss them, giving our unique perspectives. And so then I would ask you a question such as, would it be fair to say that our movie taste diverges quite a bit? Yes, it does. I like movies that make me cry and are cute. And are cute. So what would be an example of a, something that would make you say, because I know, I know sometimes we're looking for a movie to watch and mm-hmm. you're looking on Netflix and what would be something that you would see that would make you say, oh, this movie is going to be cute. I would want to watch this because it's going to be cute and or it's going to make me cry. Okay. I changed my answer. I don't mean cute. I mean, probably like teenage girl ish, like, <laughs> like, um, is this going to be really cliche and will I be able to predict what happens and basically if there's drama like this is us kind of but that's a tv show it's not drama like tnt we know drama but drama like interpersonal issues deep relationships you know girl problems Mm -hmm. girl problems boys all that jazz right so so that's where Naturally, it would be maybe a little bit more difficult for me to relate to some of those shows or or movies. So those would be the kind of thing that I would say would be like a you movie. Right? Okay. Yeah. So I'm trying to work off this idea that there's like you movies and me movies. Right. Yeah. Like you like movies that are black and white and have subtitles. <laughs> and I do not. But now I am starting to enjoy them thanks to you. But before I would have said no way, Jose. So I guess uh, one of the things that I think kind of launched this idea uh, for me is that going back, I don't know how many years, a few years, 
uh, I was doing something called Movie Monday, where we would have some of our friends over and we would show them a movie that I felt like was something that if you are into movies at all, if you're into the history of film, then you would want to have seen certain really like just big marquee classics, The Godfather, Casablanca, Psycho. We watched a bunch of those. And I was only at like zero of them. Anyway. <laughs> right. Well, uh, um, but it, you know, it had the effect of introducing people to maybe things they wouldn't have watched otherwise, like uh, silent movies, you know, Charlie Chaplin movies. And uh, and people usually would find something that they could appreciate about those things, even if they didn't expect to like them. And I feel like that's what's happened with a couple of uh, the movies that we watched together, like uh, Cape Fear. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That was that was fun. Crazy man. Something about an alligator. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I thought it was interesting and I, so I'd like to get your perspective on these. And so thanks for watching some of these with me uh, and letting us uh, kind of uh, take some swings on our movie nights. Mm -hmm. We yeah. should probably watch some more drama movies for me because I feel like we've been watching a lot of you movies. Just saying. That's fair. Well, what's one thing maybe this can help us if we want to do a compare and contrast, right? Yeah. Then we have to do a you movie for every me movie. But do they have to be movies that I've already seen? No. Well, you haven't seen How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, have you? No, I haven't. All right. Well, I guess you got to watch it. Because to me, that's the same movie as 10 Things I Hate About You, neither of which I've seen. Oh, we should watch that one, too. That's a good Wait, Heath Ledger, I think, right? I think so. I think so. Anyway, that's a good one. But they both have ten in the titles. Ten the titles, so they're the same. Definitely had to lose a guy in ten days. There's some quotable material there. All right. So not to belabor the point, uh, one of the other things we th could maybe do is uh, you know some marathons or work through some series. And right now we've gone to uh, we've gone to Godzilla because I have the Criterion box set the 1000 spine with the i don't know how many movies actually are in it um from well, the show era yeah mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch and i've been i've been itching to break into it for a while so uh our inaugural episode our pilot episode is Woo. about godzilla <laughs> ますます起こる馬鹿ですやっぱ年々に生息した開幕の大怪獣ゴジラ水爆実験は常に背景用に眠る大怪獣の怒りをかけた放射能を発し白熱の海溝を吐きながらゴジラは東京へ攻撃した
Uh, or like you said, sometimes it's sometimes it's black and white in subtitles, but <laughs> yeah. not so much because I love reading subtitles as because there's a lot of cinema out there that is not in English. And so, you know, I've through the years tried to give myself a little bit of an education on some of those things. But uh, growing up, there were a couple of things that I loved, probably in part because dad liked them. And we watched them over and over again on VHS. And a couple of those were... Ninja Turtles. Just kidding. Well, that's you're right about that. <laughs> that could be coming down the pipeline at some point. Uh, but a couple of those were Godzilla movies. And we had, I think, four or five of them on VHS that we kind of watched over and over again. But there's a ton of them out there. I was looking, I was reading this earlier. Uh, Godzilla is holds the Guinness World Record for longest running movie franchise. Wow. There's 36 movies altogether are we gonna watch all of this that feature well maybe not but we've got a few at our disposal right yeah and so there was something about i don't know anything with a monster and anything with a creature in it g was the he was the big one um but it was later in my life that i saw this original one uh that kind of started it all so we're talking about godzilla aka gojira aka godzilla king of the monsters which and here's one thing that's kind of confusing about this series mm-hmm. is that a lot of them have multiple titles because they were released under a different title in America after they were released in Japan. And the original Godzilla that we watched, mm-hmm. there's a separate cut of it that's called Godzilla King of the Monsters that was released in the U.S. And it has additional scenes where the American actor Raymond Burr was spliced into it as like a, a news reporter or something. I've actually never seen that version, but... Oh. Um, so there's all these different, and what we the other one that we watched, Godzilla Raids Again, was released in the U.S. under the title Gigantus the Fire Monster. That was the second one. The second one, yeah, okay. yeah. So we, we watched both of these. Godzilla was released in Japan in 1954, nine years after the atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, ending mm-hmm. World War II. Right. So in, it's relatively fresh. I mean, think about a movie in 2000 and what, 10, 2010, that was made about 9-11, for example, mm-hmm. right? That would be the same amount of kind of, okay, yeah, you know, space in between those events. So you get, uh, you get this, which was the, the first of what we call kaiju movies. Um, kaiju is in Japanese means like basically a giant monster. There's a lot of these movies. And like I said, a lot of the ones that I watched on VHS as a kid that are very kind of goofy and silly and you've got brightly colored robots and, you know, Godzilla saving children. And that's not at all hmm. what this movie is. I was about to say, I did not see any children saved. <laughs> so, okay, so let me ask you, is, have you ever seen what a Godzilla movie before this? That one where the guy was on a train or some metro thing. I don't know, somebody's dad was a scientist, which... Okay, that's basically what happened in the first one. But somebody, um, I think, did we say it was like 2014 Godzilla? Yeah, they, they kind of rebooted Godzilla in America in 2014. Yeah, there's yeah. some explosion probably. And yeah, that's, so that's... Is that the only one as I, far as you know? I'm pretty sure that's the only one. Yeah, I think that's the only one. Yep. So what expectations, if any, did you have going into this? For the first one? Yeah. Um, I expected there to be subtitles. Um, 
I expected there to be a monster, but I didn't know. I mean, I knew what Godzilla looked like, but I didn't know how he would look. And it was actually pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was pretty funny. Um, so it was quite comical watching, you know, the things that he would do. And yeah, it was. I but I had no other idea, you know, what was going on. The suits all look really different. And so me coming into this, having seen a handful of them, probably, I don't know how many, maybe eight or 10 uh, total out of the series. It has a reputation of, as being like the good one or like the serious one. And I think it is that. Uh, yeah, it was good though. I liked it. So what it uh, well, so let's, let's, let's leave with that since I'm interested. Like I said, this is not maybe a, a movie that you would have sought out on your own. Right. So yeah. what was it that you, that kind of uh, held your attention or that kind of got you into this one? Well, obviously, since I like movies or TV shows that have to do with um, people in relationships or whatever, the thing between the scientist, I think it was the scientist's daughter, and she was engaged or going to be engaged to some guy, and then there's another one involved, and it was just, that was kind of like a side story, and I was curious to see what would happen with that, and then she had to go tell the other guy what was going on. And there was a scene where they didn't show us what happened. And I was like, what happened? So I was, uh, in the, the scene with uh, where he shows her the oxygen destroyer for the first time. Yes. And I was like, well, I mean, I, I knew that, you know, the fish probably died or something, but I really wanted to see what exactly had happened to them. So, cause mm. she was, she was pretty upset. It was kind of she funny. Was very upset, yeah. She was very upset. I knew she wasn't mm-hmm. going to keep that secret. I wouldn't have. Anyway. Their little love triangle and the thing with her grandfather. Yeah. It's oh, interesting. was it her grandfather? Wow, it was not her dad, was it? Okay. Oh, actually, maybe it was her dad. <laughs> why, I did I, why did I think he was a grandfather? Because he looked old. <laughs> so this, this relatively modest piece of human drama is probably one of the better such dramas that occurs throughout the series this is not a series that is known for compelling human characters yeah um but that's i think that's what that's what makes this first one such a success and i think while i was watching it i kind of forgot a lot of the things that i knew about the rest of the godzilla universe Mm -hmm. and i kind of really you know zeroed in on like i feel like i was watching it with, with fairly fresh eyes um and like because I actually forgot that he breathes fire or that he has like atomic breath. Or like breathes smoke. It looks like it was like a little steamer, like steaming <laughs> clothes. And I was like, how, what, is that even fire? Because, you know, it's black and white. And then he just like breathes breath like you're blowing on a window, you know, when it's winter. And I was like, that's pretty funny. Anyway. Oh, yeah, because we thought it was ice breath first or you thought it was ice breath. I didn't initially. know what he was doing until something was happening and then. Yeah, it was just like a little bit of steam and until I guess it, got, it was fire. Until it got melted. Yeah, so I, I forgot about that. I think that's like a key thing with the character is he has the uh, atomic breath. Um, atomic, okay. Yeah. And, uh, well, because, you know, he's basically made of activated bombs. by radiation or whatever I mean, it might be. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, well, I'm going to get into spoilers. So if you're listening and you haven't seen the original Godzilla, it is a classic. So you should check it out. Even if you're not a fan of the series or monster movies, like you probably owe it to yourself to see this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So again, uh, we're going to talk about the ending of the movie. Okay, so we're, we'll call Godzilla a me movie, right? This is something that I, I wanted you to watch because it was something that was, you know, that was important to me in some way. So because you watched it, mm-hmm. I would like you to tell me the plot. What happened in the movie? Oh, no. According to you. Okay. So you basically want me to tell you the movie. Well, what I'm thinking is, sometimes I ask you, what did you like about this movie? And what you do is you tell me the movie. movie. So in like a couple of minutes or whatever, what what was the movie according to you, according to Amanda? I'm just going to tell you what the movie was. Okay. So basically... Man, since we watched the second movie, I'm getting confused. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember how it started. Um, it started with a person. I simply should should have done this. This was a good idea. Babe, I don't remember what happened. <laughs> Give me help. You have to tell me where it started. Oh, you want me to tell you what I liked about it? Yeah, well, I kind of asked you that, but go ahead. Tell me what you liked about it. Okay. Well, like I said, I liked I liked that there were there were um there was relational drama. Um that there was an old man in it that knew things and mm-hmm. stuff. Um the classic trope of an old man that knows things. Yeah. Um I liked that man, I really can't remember what happened in the movie. Because I'm thinking of planes. All I can think of are planes and Godzilla. Um, I liked that he looked silly. And that when he <laughs> came in, he, um, I was like, I'm sorry. What just happened? Did he actually destroy that? Because things looked really small and that was not real. Oh, I something that I was curious about. And I was trying to follow along um, pretty well. But um, they would show a scene of them... You know what? People were in planes in the first movie, weren't they? I, I think there were some planes, yeah. Planes or ships or something. Anyway, um, they went from being in a plane and then they were somewhere else. And I was like, how did they get there that quickly? I don't understand. Anyway, so basically... Oh, yeah, we had some we had some issues with uh, how did they get from this place to that place. Yeah, I, I wasn't following along very well. Basically, they discover Godzilla, but somebody already knew about Godzilla and they're like blah blah ancient ancestors Godzilla dance oh oh I know something so at one point because you know I like to predict what happens in movies to myself and then Mm. I'm like oops that didn't happen so there was a part where they said they were going to sacrifice a girl out to the water and then they showed you know one girl that was on the screen a lot and I was like she's going to get sacrificed I even told you that and then it was a fair guess. She was not sacrificed, sadly. Just kidding. But <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it would have made things a little bit more interesting, except for the love triangle. That was interesting. And I was like, I'm cool with that. Um, so, yeah, basically what happened was they discovered that God- Godzilla's real and he was spreading his radiation that was given to him by them. And he was gifted with that radiation and then he was like take it back but he just wanted to stomp around and have some fun and kill people and he just wanted to melt things with his steam and (laughs) 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 he was getting real steamy up in there mixed steamy 
and he, <laughs> I didn't expect that. <laughs> and wait, I'm not finished. Okay. And then she was like, the girl that was with the one guy, she was going to go say, I can't be with you. But then she was like, oh, shoot, he looks like a pirate. That's hot. Just kidding. And then she saw that he killed things with <laughs> something. And then he, she was like, I need to tell my future husband probably because she's like me. She can't keep a secret. Just kidding, friends. I can keep secrets. Um, and yeah, so then they're like, we have to kill this monster and nothing would kill him. All the guns in the world did not kill him. So they, just they had tried to, it. They tried all the guns. They tried all the guns. They just had to take the oxygen out of him. That was it. Take it out. Take it away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Just so then oxygen. take it away. Subtract it. <laughs> then they killed him. The end. All right, we're doing this every time. The, the the me asking you the plot segment, that was good. Okay. Well, that's uh, what happened. Because I well, I just realized that if anybody had listened and they didn't hadn't seen the movie, they wouldn't have any idea what it was about. They still wouldn't. Even I really after didn't know. I, mean, I really didn't say. I feel like I probably should give a brief synopsis in the keynote. Well, good thing I just did. Next time. Yeah, good thing you did. <laughs> so now they know that there were people and things in the movie. Yeah. So. Well, maybe don't show me another movie after the first one. That's a reasonable request. Yeah. So Godzilla is the story of a lot of boats that sink in the same place. Mm-hmm. And they send boats to check on those boats. And those boats sink. And so they're like, you know what? We just need to send more boats. <laughs> and, all, <laughs> and all the boats sink. Man, that's right. See, I couldn't remember because all I could think of were planes. Uh, it turns out it's an ancient dinosaur. And I the don't dinosaur know. is made of bombs. I don't understand why the boat sank is it because radiation was he like blowing his fire underneath the ocean i guess they didn't really say it kind of seemed like he was attacking and sinking the ships secretly secretly because we didn't see him we didn't see a godzilla like object <laughs> the second one they keep saying a godzilla like object <laughs> like what object is like godzilla king kong i'm kidding <laughs> objects in godzilla are closer than they appear <laughs> And so, uh, this uh, this is a, this is a film that was directed by a guy named Ishiro Honda, who uh, was a collaborator of Akira Kurosawa, who is known for such films as Seven Samurai and Rashomon. Uh, he, I believe, was a, either a consultant or second unit director on some of Kurosawa's later films. And so, this is this is a real kind of artist who's making this, and I think especially when you start to look at the contrast between Godzilla and Godzilla Raids Again, the mm-hmm. the sequel that was basically rushed out six months after mm-hmm. the original. I feel like you see a lot of difference in terms of the, uh, again, the artistry with which it was made and the way that, um, the way that it was shot. Did you notice uh, kind of a difference in that? Yeah. I, I noticed that they shot at a mountain like 50 million times. <laughs> And it was probably like 20 minutes, like the last 20 minutes that we started watching the next day because I was falling asleep. So, yeah, I was not super interested in that. But it was lots of plane shots over and over. Not very creative. We had a good conversation uh, earlier about uh, about some of the historical context oh. for the movie because 
you know, you kind of think, okay, there's a guy in a rubber suit, you know, like what, what, what is that? Why is that an, an important movie? Um, and so I think it's kind of obvious, you know, talking about the, the bomb and this really, when you start watching the movie, there's a lot of content in there um, about, uh, about the hydrogen bomb tests, about the atomic bomb, and also the character of Surizawa, mm-hmm. who's like a pirate. He's got the he eye patch. That's probably why I liked him. And he again reminds me of Oppenheimer because mm-hmm. he's the, he's the which is it's funny. So it's it's a, like a monster movie. It's also like a mad scientist movie because you've got this guy who doesn't come out of his laboratory at all, mm-hmm. and he invents this destructive weapon and then he you know what he, what he laments that he has created it oh and yeah like, would that i had never made this <laughs> would that it were would that it were would that it were uh in service of humanity what was your favorite part of the movie the first time you watched it if you can remember that far back you know i don't remember a lot about it the first time uh i definitely say because I, I think the first time I watched this was maybe 10 years ago, something like that. Um, and like, it's not what you expect if you're used to a lot of the more like kind of cheesy Godzilla movies. There's not any monster like fisticuffs. Nobody, he doesn't battle any other giant creatures. Yeah. He just kind of shows up and lights up Tokyo. But did you watch, did you watch the first Godzilla first or did you watch other ones before that? Oh no, a bunch of other ones. Yeah. Okay, like said, so you watched this one later. I did. I, I was okay. I was probably in my early twenties when I watched it. Okay. Yeah. So you probably had a different perspective than I did because I only saw one that was kind of horrible. You know, I don't know the twenty fourteen one wasn't super impressive to me. I think what impressed me is the fact that they. Like the creators of this are taking it seriously, mm-hmm. even though it. Okay, so he comes up over the mountain and he looks kind of silly, right? Like the, <laughs> so the, the the effects today are pretty obvious. You've got all this miniature work that, like, you got a little a helicopter that's sitting there and it just looks <laughs> like a toy helicopter. Cars. It falls yeah. over like there's no weight to it. You know, it, it, it doesn't, looks like paper basically blowing in the wind. Yeah, it does. And then, uh, you know, you have. Again, some of these, um, the way the way the shots are composited together, it's just, it's not, you know, believable. It's in the 50s, it's big monster movies. But like, then, then you get in the middle of this Tokyo rampage, you get the bit with, there's a, a mom and like her little daughter mm-hmm. on the street, right? Mm-hmm. And she's saying, honey, we're going to, we're going to be where daddy is. We're going to be where daddy is. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, this moment of just like terror like out of the you know like a disaster kind of scenario and it's not undercut by anything it's they don't cut to you know i don't know like someone doesn't swoop in and save the day or there's not some kind of any there's no levity there's no comic relief Mm -hmm. there's just like this is uh like people are are being hurt and families are being torn apart Mm -hmm. and like immediately after that rampage scene you have the the triage scene you know all these people are in some building somewhere and like there's a little kid crying because he doesn't know where her mom is. And there's like they they got the scene where the guy has the Geiger counter, you know, and he's and he's like scanning the kid to see if he's got radiation. And he <laughs> yeah. does. And they look at each other like real serious. And it's like oh, so I didn't catch that, there's all this, there's all this gravity to it. And so when you see those scenes, it's then that Godzilla stops being a guy in a rubber suit and starts being 
the terror of atomic warfare and becomes the like the collateral damage of mm-hmm. all these people who you know suffered at the at the hands of uh you know of the well in the hands but you know under the wrath of the atom bomb yeah that's probably why between the two of them well i know i know that it came right after the first one and we're assuming that they'd already experienced godzilla number 1 but in the second one they um they try to get rid of him when he's on his little island and i was like this is silly cuz he hasn't done anything he killed a monster that could have hurt their city. So he, it seems like he's good, but they're still trying to get rid of him. And, you know, they cause an avalanche. But anyway, I was just like, the first one seemed a lot more um, destructive than the second one. So anyway. It's true. Yeah. I And then, so, I, I mean, I, I guess I can't help but really kind of focus my comments around that sequence where he does, you know, invade Tokyo. But mm-hmm. another thing that I thought was, very kind of um it made an impression on me was the way that the black and white photography was utilized especially once you see the city on fire mm-hmm. you get these really kind of a, a couple of really evocative compositions where you know again you've got the just the stark black of the buildings like almost like they're sketched with a charcoal you know or something and then the fire is just white just like this you know and so you've got that that contrast going on uh and you've got maybe you got his head sticking up somewhere or whatever mm-hmm. but um, these are kind of like, it almost becomes like impressionistic of, you know, this kind of the destruction of the, of the city. And, um, I don't know, I found a lot of those things to be, um, to be kind of smart in the way that they uh, were set up. And even, even some smaller things like the way that the, the camera would move, um, in like smaller dialogue scenes and the way that, um, Hana would set up, uh, you probably, you probably don't remember this, but, uh, I actually watched it. I watched this twice in like the space of a week. So I'm noticing a lot of things, but mm-hmm. um, when she comes home after having talked to Surizawa mm-hmm. and being shown the oxygen destroyer, there's this, there's a short scene where um, it's like her fiance. And I think maybe her dad. brother or something oh. and her dad's there. And all four of them are just in this. Uh, I think it's the three of them. Yeah. Is it three or four? Oh, anyway. Three They're, because he was going to ask her dad to marry if you could marry her, right? Am I thinking of the same scene? Uh, I think a different scene. Okay, yeah. Because there is a scene where he says, "I'm going to ask your dad or about us," oh, and yes. then he ends up they end up like having different opinions on whether they should destroy Godzilla right. or not. Okay. But there's anyway, it's a, it's a quiet bit where um, you've got one oh, of, one of the characters yeah. in the mm-hmm. foreground, and then the dad's like in the middle at the table, and she comes in from from the back. Mm-hmm. And there's just, it's really kind of a, a canny use of like perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just like really smart, like little compositions that show this was made with care by someone who knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like when we, when we watched Godzilla Raids again, there really wasn't as much of that. So yeah. there, it didn't look like there was depth to the shots. Yeah. It was really close up scenes of them in a plane and just looking down. Yeah. At, yep. a, at a plane. Okay. Yeah. I didn't notice that. That's true. Yeah, that, so that was, I guess my favorite thing was, again, the, those images, those black and white images, and then the way that they use the gravity of the characters to kind of impress upon you that, hey, this is not just about a lizard. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a lizard. Okay. Or a sea monster. Well, so I was, I was looking up this beforehand, too. Mm-hmm. The word Godzilla, apparently, so in Japanese, it's like Gojira. And 
It's a combination of the words gorilla and whale. Oh, because he can swim in the water. Yeah, he's like aquatic. Hmm. So let me ask you this. Did you expect the ending? Good Did you find it surprising? Yeah. Um, I, I think that when she told her fiance about it and they went to um, her, I guess her friends, their friends, um, laboratory, and then he was thinking about it and he was getting rid of his notes. I was like, oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do the thing. And so I think that's when I figured that he would get rid of Godzilla. And of course, when they got in the um, in the diving suits, um, I was like, wow, he's going down with him. He's going to die as well. And then I was like, nah, he's probably going to come back up. They're going to pull him up. And they did. So I wasn't super sure, but I had a feeling. Yeah. So knowing that there were a ton more of these movies, it didn't surprise you that Godzilla would die? Oh, I didn't think about that. Okay, I didn't think about that at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I Well, yeah, no, I didn't. I, I guess I just thought that all the other movies were remakes. I don't know why I thought that. But... Well, uh, some of there, I mean, there are, there are a number of them that are remakes. Yeah, so. kind of like, you know, how they remake the Hulk. Just same thing over and over. That's true. Yeah. I guess remakes have been a part of movies as long as there have been movies. All I know are remakes. <laughs> well, that's all anyone knows oh. anymore. But yeah, I, I I guess I thought that he would die, but I didn't think about him coming back until the old man scientist said there could be more. And I was like, oh, there could be more. Have you ever seen King Kong, the original King Kong? Um... I don't remember if I saw the original one, but I saw the one with, I get all the actors and actresses' names wrong. Well, Jack Black was in it, but it's not the Jack Black movie. You know what I mean. Aiden something, whatever. I don't know. You're talking about the the Peter Jackson directed King Kong from 2005? Yeah, probably that one. Yeah, Jack Black was in that one. He was in that one. That's mm -hmm. the only one I can remember. Adrian well, Brody. You know, Adrian. I said Aiden. Adrian. And then mm -hmm. the girl was... Know me Watts. That's right. Okay. I liked it. That was good. But I don't... Uh, maybe... Wait a second. Maybe I've seen it. Maybe I've seen the original. Because he's up on... Well, okay. They're all up on the tower. Okay. I'll stop. Remakes there again, right? <laughs> Remakes. That's yeah, all the yeah. same. Well, well, I guess let me ask you this first. Based on what we... On the two movies that we watched, mm -hmm. uh, would you be like, oh, I would watch some more Godzilla movies? Or would you be like, ah, I've had enough? No, I would watch more. I mean... Definitely based on the first one, I would watch more. And also because you told me the second one was the worst one. So I'm hoping it can only get better. Yeah, I don't know if it's the worst one. It's definitely one of the ones that doesn't really make an impression. I mean, I, I do want to watch more. I want a movie-cation. So the reason I'm asking those two questions is because the next one up in chronological order in the Showa era box set that we have is King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, very. So we take then the uh, the uh, monster duking from uh, you know the monster fighting from uh, you know because we have that's something that Godzilla is known for and the first time we see that is in the second one where he fights the Ankylosaurus yeah. and Angurius I'm not how you say his name but um, so we, so we're gonna bring King Kong in where does King Kong live on Skull Island uh, okay where does Godzilla live 
I guess in the waters around Tokyo, around Japan. Is Skull Island in Tokyo? I don't think so. That's say, how do they get together? It's a good. Well, it's it's always been a question, especially because uh, they're they should be vastly different sizes. You know, Godzilla in his shortest form. I think they say in the movie that he's 165 feet tall, mm-hmm. whereas King Kong is like maybe 50 feet tall. In some cases, he might be like 25 feet tall. But then they probably make him the same size in the movie, don't they? Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. So they're, they're doing a new Kong versus Godzilla, mm. assuming that movies continue to come out following COVID-19. Yeah. No. Uh, this was planned. They just did Godzilla King of the Monsters uh, last year, I think it was. Oh, really? Did you see that one? I did see that one, yeah. Did you like it? I have mixed feelings. Okay. It wasn't great. Mm. But they're turning into the one, they're doing a remake of King Kong versus Godzilla using the King Kong from the movie from like, I don't know, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, that one, and this is one, the Godzilla versus King Kong is one that I saw as a kid a lot. That's one we had on VHS. It's, it's silly. So you'll, you'll want to stick around for that. <laughs> <laughs> what? So for the, for the first Godzilla, the one, you know, uh, what would you rate it out of five? Let's oh, say five. What? Just kidding. <laughs> five trilobites. Trilobites are those the things that they found, and it was in the place. Uh, yeah, the creature from the Jurassic period that was found. <laughs> five trilobites. <laughs> okay. Um. Let me think. Not very good at um rating things. I would wait in comparison to what just at just standalone. Okay, I have to do this. Um, I would give it. You know what? I can't just give it five stars because I feel like that would just be, I don't know, lazy. Just all the way. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. Hey, stop it, cat. I'm gonna give it four stars. Because I really enjoyed it, but if you wanted me to rate it. In comparison to the second one, I would give it five stars. Okay. All right. Well, obviously, yeah, it fares well in comparison to. Basically, I didn't. Again. I didn't fall asleep during it, and I enjoyed it, and I wasn't able to predict everything. But we know that I like predictable things. So. Sometimes predictability can be an asset, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be a feature, not a bug. Well, good. Hey, four four stars is or four. Excuse me, I said stars. Four trilobites oh. is good, right? <laughs> that, what would that's... you? What did you rate it? What would you rate it? I would also give it four stars. Oh. Uh, and I think, like I said, when I first saw it, I think I wasn't quite as able to appreciate its merits. And sure, there's silly things about it, and you know, you don't really go in expecting a '50s monster movie to be realistic or to you know, you have a certain suspension of disbelief that you go in with. Uh, and for me to give it four trilobites with it being, <laughs> with it having subtitles, that's saying something because I'm not a huge fan of subtitles because I feel like I can't watch their faces. I just am stuck reading the whole time. So at least it was a good story reading. Well, I'm impressed. I'm impressed you that uh, despite the subtitles that you were able to engage with it and that you thought it was pretty good. Yeah. So. I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Me too. If you hate reading subtitles, there is a there's a Godzilla movie that was made much more recently um, called Shin Godzilla, and 
that movie was a nightmare. And I'm someone who watches a lot of foreign movies, so I'm pretty comfortable mm-hmm. with subtitles. Mm-hmm. But they had not only so they had subtitles for people that were speaking, right? But they also had a ton of scenes where there were like signs, sign in like like signage, you know, in Japan that was in Japanese. And so uh. they had to have something on the screen that would interpret the sign for you. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like, you'd have someone speaking right down here. And then you'd also have something that said what the sign said. No, so you have another like bit. That. And then they there was a whole bunch of um, scenes really close together where they were introducing a person and like their title. So it'd be like, normally, you know, it'd be like, okay, if it was in English, you'd be like, oh, here's, you know, Bob Smith, he's a nuclear physicist, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was on the screen in Japanese characters and there's also English subtitles that were translating that. It was a mess. It was so hard to watch. No, I wouldn't be a fan of that. And sometimes I feel like with the black and white for this movie, it was hard for me to read some of the subtitles because I, what the subtitles are in white print, right? What, with a, right, with a little bit of a outline around them. Yeah, but it, it was kind of hard to read them. But you said the next movie is in color? It is. Okay. So we're making a big leap. Uh, like I said, the Godzilla Raids again came out in 55, just the next year. Mm-hmm. And we don't get King Kong versus Godzilla until 62, I think. I'll double check that. But 61, 62. Um, and, and it is in color. And I believe all the rest of them are in color. Oh, good. Yeah, that'd be kind of weird if it jumped back to black and white, huh? Mm-hmm. And at some point, we'll have to have you watch, even if it's just a scene or something, um, a version with the dubbing. Because <laughs> most of us grew up, if you were watching it as a kid, you were watching it, the dubbed version, and with all the, you know, the English voices. And it was really strange. And you never really knew why as a kid. Like, why don't the voices match? Oh, Okay. Oh yeah. So what would what would you give? I forgot. If we had to rate the other one. What would you rate uh, Godzilla rates again? Out of um, hang on, hang on. Uh, out of out of five airplanes. Oh, <laughs> Can I give it a negative? I'm kidding. Um, I would give it one small airplane. Would not even be able to take down a mountain. Yeah. I mean, granted, we started watching it late, but we were both kind of falling asleep. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, it was, well, I mean, it wasn't that, well, it was okay. Mm-hmm. It was one. I'm just, I'll be definitive. One. There we go. Okay. Yeah, a, a big, uh, steep drop coming mm-hmm. off of that one. Yeah. Oh. Poor Godzilla in his little ice cave. Yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of silly. I was like, he can just walk out of there, but he did not. At least not yet. Not that we know. Not that we know of. He could honestly just breathe his steam and then melt the ice. And then he would be able to get out of it. He just... Yeah, it doesn't seem like the most efficient plan. No, I don't know what they were thinking. They were thinking, it's going to take a miracle. R.I.P. Kobayashi. I, I take off my hat. You can't see it, but I'm... <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a hat on. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Two things emerged, fully formed, right at the beginning of the Godzilla series that happened in the 54 and are still going today in uh, Toho, which is the company in Japan that makes the movies. And this is one thing that impresses me that uh, it happened right at the beginning and stayed throughout. Um, one is 
the Godzilla roar, which is such an iconic bit of sound design that I think just about anybody heard it would immediately recognize it. It's like metallic. Is that a good way to describe it? I don't know. Excellent way to describe it. Yeah, it was really weird. There's a really kind of sharp likeness at the beginning, like a, and then I can't do it. Yeah, like a tone, and then it and then it dips. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that whole thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was a bad one. Uh, so there, yeah, that and that's been kept for a long, long time. And then also, of course, the score that uh, familiar. They, I don't know, I just think if you get 36 movies, you think maybe some of this happens over time, but they just kind of nailed it right out the gate with both of those things. Oh, those. okay. So, and they continue to do that in all the movies? Not all of them, but Shame. there's, uh, I was reading that there's been times when they've uh, kind of dropped it and picked it back up again, but uh, most of them, I would say, they have. So, mm-hmm. All right. Cool deal. Cool. Uh, so... This was the first scenes from a marriage podcast. If you liked what you heard, then I would love to say uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or something like that. But I'm sure we're not on there yet. Uh, So don't do anything except for um, let us know if you have comments and if you would have suggestions for future shows that we could do. Yeah. And if you think it was stupid, then don't tell us because... Don't, don't tell us anything. Just keep your comments to yourself. Our egos are fragile. Rude. We don't need that kind of negativity. We don't need it. It's 2020, it. folks. Mm-mm. There's 20 plenty to go around. The worst year of life. Just kidding. It's great. <laughs> <laughs>